Hey everyone, Eric Watson here. What follows is the recorded audio of a live-streamed actual play session of Dungeons & Dragons using Roll20 and Discord. Our sessions are streamed live on my YouTube channel every week at youtube.com slash c slash roguewatson or just search roguewatson on YouTube. This actual play series is not originally intended for an audio-only format, but has been converted to a podcast for your convenience. The channel and by extension this podcast are supported by Patreon. If you would like to support my work, you can do so at patreon.com slash roguewatson. Now, enjoy the show. One, Eric Watson here, freelance writer, player of games, writer of words, recorder of videos, and tabletop role-playing aficionado. Welcome to <laughs> weekly live-streamed Dungeons & Dragons 5th edition online role-playing adventures. I am joined, as always, by my wonderful friends, Chris, playing Val Robin, the Eladrin Bard of Eloquence. Hello, I think you got to actually start giving us a cue when you're starting the music, because we didn't know you just started it. <laughs> we were just talking like you, like you had just paused your speech. I forgot you guys don't hear the fucking music. <laughs> nope. Uh, Heather playing Frey, the halfling barbarian of the beast. I think like that's the obvious like again. curtain calls when the music starts coming, but yeah, yeah I, but... I forget you guys always say the music's checked up for you guys. Uh-huh. I hear it like two seconds before it ends. It like comes right. up and then it fades out. Gotcha. Uh, Rochelle, hopefully Hi, everybody. soon, playing Celeste the Half-Orc Sun Soul Monk. Raymond playing Edmund, the human alchemist artificer. And Reese. Uh, hopefully joining us soon, playing Thimbleweed, the Gnome Swarmkeeper Ranger. We stream our sessions live on YouTube every Friday evening. Watch all of our D&D live series as well as reviews and Let's Plays on my YouTube channel. Read weekly session recaps at RogueWatson.com. Watch my behind-the-scenes, no-players-allowed live series, Crafting Icewind Dale, every Thursday. Head on over to our live post-session discussion Frostside chat after our show tonight. You can also listen to all of these live D&D shows with the Rogue Watson podcast, available wherever you get your Podcasts. You can follow me on Twitter at Rogue Watson and join our official Discord server with invite link in the description below. If you'd like to support the channel, please check out patreon.com slash roguewatson. Shouts to new patrons this week, Jonathan. For our campaign, we use roll20.net for video chat. We use Discord and for streaming. I use open broadcaster software with Streamlabs. Music is by Kevin McLeod. And our amazing original character art was done by Jimmy McClure. Previously on Icewind Dale, Rhyme of the Frost Maiden. After returning to Goodmead and long resting, the marshals reported their findings of the mutated giant employees and their amateur alchemy to Olivessa. Only one problem remained, the giant bees in the Mead Hall. Olivessa explained they had a contingency plan in case of an outbreak that releases a poisonous cloud into certain areas of the Mead Hall. The marshals re-entered the Mead Hall, this time ascending the stairs into the manager's office that overlooked the brewery and the vivarium outside. Through cracked, damaged windows, they could see the monstrous bees. Inside the office, they opened a locked drawer, finding a crossbow, trank darts, and potions of truth serum, important HR tools for any large company. They also found the secure lever that would start the cleansing sequence. They debated for some time over the moral implications of using the gas on the now-sentient bees. Ultimately deciding it was their only option, Thimbleweed called the Bee Queen over and taunted her while Frey pulled the lever. Lucky for them, it worked. Poisonous gas began pumping out of tubes and immediately affecting the bees. The Queen was stronger than most, however, and used her sword-like talons to smash apart the window to attack. 
Bray grabbed Thimbleweed and threw him outside as Edmund cast Webb on one of the windows to stem the incoming horde. Only a few giant bees would survive the gas to make it inside, and Frey stood her ground against the onslaught. The others helped from afar, and, and, through the, and though the queen proved a formidable threat, she eventually succumbed to their combined might. The last of the bees slain or dying, the marshals left the meat hall, finding another gathering outside. Shandar had riled the people up once again and even used Morin, the security woman Thimbleweed had found, against them. Frey scared him off in a dramatic display involving a giant bee body, while Fall Robin attempted to introduce representative democracy, downplaying Olivessa as a potential candidate for their next speaker. She wasn't happy about that, but agreed to pay them for clearing the mead hall and solving their problems, even if there won't be any mead coming out of good mead for quite some time. Wah, hey, you don't know that. Wah, wah. <laughs> what, what if they can, like, you know, like, extract something out of the dead bee bodies? They could be up and running in, like, you know, an hour. I will write that down, and then maybe the entire town turns into monstrous uh, mutants. I mean, and the irony is they all coexist peacefully. Mm-hmm. Been surviving on bee flesh for the last ten days. Exactly. Bee steaks. That's right. If you heat it up high enough, it gets rid of the mutation. So you guys can continue on to East Haven. I believe was the next destination. That's, I think we're our one Which rumor. We're doing in East Haven again. We're lo we're looking for a Dwarder outpost. Previously on Icewindale, Rhyme of the Frost Maiden, <laughs> go back to session blah 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 to the Dwarger outpost near Karakonig, where you guys found a note by the Dwergar prince that was addressed to his brother that said that his brother was established in a, a had made a base of the East Haven ferry. And yeah. you had learned in Caradenevald uh, that the ferry used to uh, transport people across the lake, and that's how people got to a lot of those more remote towns a lot easier. But with the everlasting night and the temperatures plummeting, the lake has completely frozen over, which has stopped all travel over the water. So, you guys can start. Are there any shops or anything of interest? Um, Goodmead's pretty small, <laughs> but um, I mean, depending on what you're looking for, you might be able to find it. Um, East Haven is a larger town. Um, one of the largest towns in Icewind Dale, in fact. Okay. You guys have been hitting up a lot of small towns back to back to back. Hareconig, Caradonaval, and Goodmead are all very tiny. Town is probably too strong a word, if we're being honest. It's like a it's like a one one traffic light kind of situation. For a XP potion to become level five. Yeah, <laughs> aren't we all? You know I mean, what? We've been you might find that in East Haven. Really, we've been level four for a really damn long time. This is fair. This is fair. How about a healing potion? Could you at least give us one? Uh, I don't think you'll be able to find that in Goodmead. I thought I gave you one at some point in that dungeon. Somebody must have gotten something. <laughs> you can drink those Trank darts and feel the same effects. All right, then. How about a keychain? A keychain, <laughs> yeah. You also, some of you got, um, swiped some stuff from the uh, Goodmead right. Meat Hall, remember? Yeah, we, we stole a bunch <laughs> you're all, of shit. You're all leaving with, like, t-shirts that have, like, the corporate logo and everything on there. You've got, like, the ball caps. I went to Goodmead, and the only thing I got was a stinking t-shirt. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Ooh, we've got one more. A wild Reese has appeared. Yeah. 
switch to that one. There we go. Hello, sir. Hello. We are uh, leaving Goodmead unless Edmund wants to purchase a keychain. In which case, I will let you do that. No rolls required. <laughs> How much is it? Uh, it's free. They'll just give oh, you nice. a fucking keychain. <laughs> you are the heroes who solved their good meat problem or their meat hall problem. At least they can give me as a keychain. Mm-hmm. Right. But it's definitely got the corporate logo on there. Everything in the stores. Okay. Don't you worry, guys. You're gonna see this keychain again. <laughs> it's become real important. <laughs> All right, you guys can set off um, back north and then start heading east when you get to the crossroads along the east way. And it takes about an hour to get to this uh, big crossroad section of the road. And it's about another two or three hours just normal walking to get to East Haven. Uh, once again, you can't really shake the feeling of being watched by unseen eyes. As you turn east... From the crossroads, the air just grows a few degrees colder. The once well-worn road of the Eastway has started falling into disrepair and is strangely free of travelers, which is something you've noted pretty much everywhere you've gone along the roads. After about an hour of travel, a fox bounds onto the road ahead near a large tree. It stares at you for a moment and then says, Hey, uh, you guys are the marshals, yeah? Yeah, another talking animal? Last time we dealt with a talking animal, they were trying to kill a town. Kill this one. That's right. I... Trying to kill towns, trying to hunt wizards. I don't know what... what the... hey, easy, easy now. I was instructed by the boss lady to keep any undesirable outsiders from East Haven. But uh, you guys, the marshals, you guys is desirables. You guys have been everywhere. You've seen a lot. And she's been seeing you seeing a lot. And she's got a lot of questions for you guys. So uh, I guess I'm just here to give some friendly advice. Be on Frey your... Will... Go ahead. Frey will immediately turn to Ball Robin and be like, Who are you talking to now? This kind fox here seems a jovial enough chap. Uh-huh. Did you exactly betray us again? Yeah. I don't work for the Fox. <laughs> I swear. <laughs> Who exactly is your employer, little creature? Oh, uh, the boss lady? Indeed. I. My name's, uh, Ravison. And, uh, the town, uh, East Haven? Yeah, it, it belonged to her, and she don't suffer no fools. Ravison well, then we are screwed. Yeah. I feel like Ravison does ring a bell, but I don't know from what. On the quest page. Oh, let's look at the quest page. Oh, oh yeah, there you go. Yeah. <laughs> Everybody just hovered over the tooltip of Ravison. Yeah. <laughs> Would you look at that? Would you like to know more? But also, Ravison was uh, was that one of the wizards that the uh, the other wizard lady told us about? Was that the dude at the top of the 
the mountain who did something and then disappeared? Previously no. on. I said, yeah, no. yeah, exactly. <laughs> you're, you're previously on was severely lacking. Yeah. <laughs> I spoil gonna... too much in the same way that those other previously on spoil what's going to happen is when you talk about specific events way yeah. previously in the series. <laughs> like, oh, I guess I would expect some revelation yeah. about this. <laughs> As we're finding out now, there's a good reason they do that. I, yeah, on the other <laughs> hand, <laughs> um, the wizard names that you know, I think you've got all of them. So you met with Avarice, that was Chris's handler, uh, well, Robin's handler. Um, mm-hmm. And Dazon was the one that hired the group to go to the top of the mountain. Yeah. And then Avarice told you about another wizard named Valen. Those are the names that you have for the wizards. Okay. So this is just a fourth random wizard. Right. Um Yeah, you've you've heard the name Ravison before, but uh from the uh that uh talking, talking, talking wolf. wolf, yeah. Okay. What was the, what was the, th- the third one? Uh Is Isalin? Valin. Valin. <laughs> Close. No, no, it's not. <laughs> it started with, it ended with an N. That's. Ravison was the. Okay. Yeah, so the wizard names you know Valin, Avarice, and Dazon. Dazon? Okay, yeah, Dazon. <laughs> Three of these four end in I N. You're supposed this to be playing a, a character that specifically writes things down. <laughs> Be he's got a he's got a pen in his hand. Excellent at recalling and flipping to the index of my novel. Uh... Yeah, turns out he misspells everybody's name. Yeah, there's a Q in that, right? <laughs> yep. Okay. And this Ravison, according to the Fox, runs East Haven. Who run East Haven? Ha. <laughs> Do we know who, did we meet the uh, speaker for East Haven back in the beginning? You did. Um, it was speaker Danith Whalen. He was one of, he was the more gruff, um, critical one of the group. See the one I punched? I remember I punched one of them. Uh, that's a good trivia question. Somebody in chat might know that. Which, which speaker did, did Frey assault back in session two, I think? I thought she punched the used car salesman one. Yeah, the uh, maybe Max the slimy one. Yeah, I think it was the slimy one. Yeah, yeah, that's probably a good guess. We should write these down for when this campaign is over. Is our trivia? Yeah, is our uh, trivia? Yeah. I don't know. I I just opened my notebook uh, to take to write those names down. And I've got notes in here from Tomb that I do not recognize. <laughs> oh man, what a treasure trove! <laughs> I've got my note. Well, I didn't write a lot of notes, but the note, this note says Angus O'Neill, proprietor of Discount Adventures. Martha? Question <laughs> mark. Lester, new adventure jan- janitor. I don't know what any of that means. <laughs> I don't either. <laughs> and I fucking ran that campaign. <laughs> Angus O'Neill, proprietor. What on earth? Oh, Are you sure this isn't a fever campaign. dream you had? No. <laughs> This is not from either. This is not from any of our campaigns. This is from the other one that our Tuesday night ones. Okay. This is okay. These are not. Yeah. Yeah, I was gonna say, that's insane. <laughs> um, 
My notes from Tomb are throw coins, eat bugs, knife and headless chicken, <laughs> grab candle. <laughs> That's complete nonsense. Yep. Grab candle. Good advice. Yes. I mean, you always need candles. Ooh, speak up. <clears throat> Ah, uh, well, good, good fox. And what of the speaker of East Haven? Is he presently abound in his citizenry? I, I guess. I, I should I know. I'm a fox. I don't go in there. I get instructions passed from uh, one of the owls. Oh, dear. This is some sort of network of woodland animals. That's right. We're always watching yous. Wonderful. Especially when you go to the bathroom. <laughs> Especially. It's <laughs> <He's> a creeper. <laughs> <laughs> Just our eyes in the darkness. <laughs> That's right. Stop it. <laughs> Get going when you're watching. Uh... So your mistress doesn't reside in the town proper, then? Or you don't know? Yeah, Ravison's there. I told you she runs a town. Ah, yes, of course. And my job is to keep out any undesirables, but uh, you guys, uh, you got to go ahead. Wonderful. May I ask, how does a fox keep anyone out of uh, city lines. Wow, you really want him to show you, huh? <laughs> Fox just show punches me. you in the face. Yeah. <laughs> lays you out. <laughs> Suddenly, the fox pulls out an M16. Just rocket raccoon style. It's a giant fucking RPG. Uh, I, I, I got a lot of friends, uh, a lot of friends with a lot of teeth, and friends in high places. Nobody messes with the fox after that. Any yeah, trees around us? Yeah. Yes, there's a particularly large tree right nearby. Hmm. Is there anything in the tree? Anything dangerous looking in that tree? Uh, No. That's true. There wouldn't be any leaves or anything, so we could see into it. Correct. Mm -hmm. It is not a uh, coniferous tree. (laughs) Ah, well, then, I suppose we shall meet your mistress, shan't we? Ah, do you have um, directions by which we may meet her? Yeah, follow the road. All right, what exactly were you sent to tell us besides that we are allowed to enter? I was telling you, you just gotta be on your best behavior. Don't go uh, throwing your weight around and knocking down doors and all this. I know how you kinds are. You think you got those badges and you hot shit, but you ain't hot shit in East Haven, I tell you that. Your mistress mm-hmm. is. That's right. Does East Haven have uh, any form of law enforcement itself besides a fox? <laughs> I assume, but I ain't going to the city. I told you, this is my jurisdiction out here. 
And I keep so, a tight ship out here, I tell you. So an owl told you that a wizard within city lines told it to tell you to tell us that we should not push our weight around in the city. Are you sure you're not just deluded yourself, my little friend? He's finally getting it. He's finally getting it. No one said he was very smart. I think perhaps an owl is playing a trick with you, my dear boy. <laughs> I need to speak to this owl right now. Yeah, the owls are notoriously crafty. <laughs> they like to eat to the center of the Tootsie Roll Pops. They <laughs> not tell you how many licks it takes. I, I think this particular owl might be having a bit of fun with you. <laughs> Look, I understand it all might seem a little odd for you folks. But I'm just telling you what you need to know. I appreciate your cooperation. Didn't want to have to get messy out here. I, I don't I don't want to be offended by this, but something about the way this fox is talking to us, like he's an actual authority figure, is <laughs> is like disarming. It's, it's grinding a gear. It's like, <laughs> Look, we either go kill the fox or go throw away our weight around East Haven. Pick one. <laughs> Why not both? Mm. I mean, I could use a new pelt. <laughs> I could see about Rob's nipples. <laughs> That's right. I could cover him up, finally. <laughs> uh, how does um, a fox come to speak the common tongue? And what is your name, by the way? I keep referring you to you as fox. That's fine. I'm a fox. Yes, you are. No, you guys need so much detail about this fox that we're not going to care about. Nope, the fox is going to leave. Boss lady brought me into this world. I, I don't mean like give birth to me or anything weird like that. But uh, she bestowed me with the gift of uh, higher thinking. So uh least I can do is uh, help her out. I see. Yes, I've heard of such magics before. Yeah, you look like the smart one, all right. I am. <laughs> really debating about throwing my axe at this thing and trying to kill it. Well, enough talk. It seems my companions are getting a bit... Uh, <laughs> Bloodthirsty. Yeah, but antsy. Uh, well, uh, we shall heed your warning, little fox. All right. Maybe. Good luck, boss. Yeah. It's not as if you're coming in the town to stop us if we don't anyway. That's right. You don't need me in there. Right. Go to speak to this wizard about her forms of communication. What wizard? You guys know any wizards? I thought your mistress was a wizard. I'm very confused. No, 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 no. We're supposed to be looking out for wizards. Wizards are the bad guys. So what exactly does your mistress do then? Well, she... Gives, uh, bestows the higher thinkings to a bunch of animals. And in turn, uh, we're going around searching for these wizards like she told us. He's a druid. That's possible. 
some sort of magic user then. All right. Is she bestow higher thinking than this one? And she points to Val Robin. <laughs> Maybe she can help you out. <laughs> the more higher thinking, yes, please. <laughs> With enough I, dreams, I you two be... can be a fox. <laughs> yeah. Move up in the world. The fox um, scampers up onto the tree and just kind of does a fox wave. All right, good luck to yous. You as well with your <clears throat> prankster owl friends. As you guys walk by, you have a weird feeling. That and you, an owl you, is going to swoop down on you, us? You think you hear like a creaking sound and you turn and you swear one of the tree's branches has like shifted slightly to when you watched it last. But then you kind of stare for a second and it just looks like a tree, so. Are we about to walk under a whomping willow? Right. And you continue on for about another hour or so. Till you arrive in... Town of East Haven. I have a thing somewhere. You guys see the map? Yes. It's a bigger place. It is a bigger place. Uh, it's a lot bigger than the last couple uh, little podunk towns you guys have been in. Walking into East Haven is like stepping into Icewind Dale's past. The place is a living example of the boomtown way of life that gripped all of Ten Towns centuries ago. In the generations since, as other towns have settled into a predictable pattern of existence, East Haven has continued to grow and reinvent itself. After the East Way was paved, East Haven evolved into a frontier trader's paradise, fueling the jealousy of its neighbors. The town is large and sprawling, with the East Way transforming into a main street surrounded by shops and taverns. There are far fewer people on the streets than you would expect, however, and those who are give you an anxious look before hurrying on their way. Smoke billows in the distance. Oh, we have, we have one more. <laughs> Switch to our original setup. Hold, please. There we go. Good timing. We can do some more action. Smoke billows in the distance, right in the middle of town. After walking about a quarter mile, you reach what looks like a town square in front of a large government building. A fountain in the middle of the square has been completely frozen. A large gathering of people surround a bonfire. Staring into the flames, you realize there's a man inside, tied to a stake, bound and gagged. Oh, he's burning? Burning man. On the steps of the town hall, you recognize the grim-faced speaker, Wayland. Got several handouts, so hold, please. <laughs> With several guards looking on, and another figure. A human woman dressed in layers of furs, her, pale, her skin pale as snow, her lips tinged with blue. A snowy owl flies protectively overhead. She spreads her arms and addresses the crowd. The Frost Maiden does not abide the meddling of wizards in her realm. These outsiders have come to disrupt our peaceful way of life, and look what they have wrought. She gestures to the gray sky above. They have taken our sunlight, but do not despair. This is yet another test of the hardships we must endure. Like the icy blizzard, the Frost Maiden does not offer salvation nor mercy. 
It is not cruelty, it is survival, and we will prove ourselves worthy of her realm, earning it through endless sacrifice. But it is not our own lives we needlessly throw away, it is the lives of those who would destroy us. But we are strong, and we will yet endure, as we always have. The crowd does not cheer, but stands in solemn silence as the body within the flames blackens and melts. Several creep closer with arms outstretched, feeling the warmth. Lady is crazy. <laughs> and yes, yeah, I do say that out loud. <laughs> you see the owl uh, that's been flying overhead land on the woman's shoulder and appears to lean in close, and then she nods as her cold eyes snap in your direction. You guys Real are still- wave. Far apart away, yeah. <laughs> what is your reaction to all this? Is the person in the bonfire, like, already gone? Like, they're on fire, burning? That seemed, without having to roll a medicine check, that seems to be a, a fair bet. Yeah, by the time you arrived, it looked like it was already well underway. Is the person in the fire dead already? Or is or are we, are we watching, His like... face is unrecognizable <laughs> due to having melted <laughs> yeah. off. Yeah, almost certainly. I mean, he's um, not screaming anymore, so let's put it that way. Yeah. All right. We could have, we could have done a... Uh, what's, uh, what movie am I thinking of? Not Dances with Wolves. What's the... Nobody gets burned to a stake at Dances with Wolves. No, somebody does, though. In some movie somewhere? No, no, no. It, yeah, with uh, Last of the Mohicans. That's what I'm thinking of. Well, Last of the Mohicans. Snipe them from... Oh, the yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. That was fire or torture, but I remember it happening. I don't think it was fire involved. Anyway, don't worry about that here. This guy's already dead. <laughs> oh, what is our reaction then? I don't... I suppose we gotta go talk to the leaders, this lady and the, the mayor, the speaker. Being small, Frey wants to uh, just like start walking underneath people, since I can move through people who are a size larger than me mm -hmm. without them really recognizing that fact. Yeah, there's a pretty sizable crowd. Yeah, I think maybe like a hundred people or something like that. Maybe not hundred, but dozens of people gathered in this market square watching this unfold. And there wasn't a lot of emotion from the crowd either, one way or the other. They weren't all like you know cheering or anything but neither were they horrified they're just kind of just staring like grimly at everything but you can see some of them like shuffling close trying to warm themselves uh, maybe on, on the way to those two uh, I'll stop to let's like some random person who looks you know relatively talkative or not you know angry and ask uh, who exactly was that man on the pyre there um, person, uh, kind of shrugs and says, oh, they captured some wizard right here in town. Did they now? A resident of your city? Oh, no, an outsider. Very interesting, but you didn't catch her name, did you? No. How did they know he was a wizard? 
That comes a voice from. Yeah. <laughs> 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 See, the thing like, like pops like under like the bathroom stalls, yeah. like pops under the yeah. legs. <laughs> yep. She like pops out from underneath his legs. Like, how did they know he was a wizard? He said he was a wizard. But you did not see him do magic. Oh, thank goodness. You're an idiot. And she's gone. <laughs> <laughs> Back into the skull. <laughs> Who gave her that rolling card? <laughs> Zipping around. <laughs> On a skateboard. Um, as you guys approach uh, the bench, the, uh, the town hall, you see uh, Speaker Waylon kind of wave you over and says, uh, Marshals! I'm sorry you'd arrived to see this bit of messy business. I'd love to hear news of your exploits and travels. Uh, this is uh, Ravison, a frost druid and my most trusted advisor. See, I told you she was a druid. Yes, good guess. I trust you are aware of the fox that met us out in the woods, yes, dear? Uh, you saying this to Ravison? Yeah. She nods and says, uh, yes, a guardian, one of many, protecting us, protecting this city and this realm. I have questions for them as well. Uh, she says that to speaker. And what if we exactly don't want to is... talk to you? Yeah. <laughs> what exactly is this bit of business you are doing here, speaker? Oh, we're executing a wizard. Yeah, one of those uh, responsible for this terrible curse mess we're under. Praise, praise be the Frost Maiden. Ravison just kind of nods solemnly. And then you see her lean over as, as she looks over the crowd and she says, uh, Danith, make sure they put that fire out. It is one thing to kill the blasphemer with the flames, but we mustn't use the flames on the faithful. They need to feel the chilling cold. And he, he nods quickly. He's like, yes, yes, that's right. And he starts snapping, and you see the guards kind of run over there to start putting the fire out. Hmm. Was this... Man, do, do, do um, what was this man's name? Come on, come on, we'll, we'll speak inside. Yes, let's. And he gestures all of you to head into the town hall, which is right behind him. Uh, you head inside, and the reception hall is decorated with oil paintings depicting life in East Haven, including a large painting of the town itself on the north wall. Mounted on the south wall is a five-foot-long stuffed knucklehead trout. This wooden plaque bears an engraved copper plate that reads, In common, Big Nuck caught by East Haven fishers during the summer of 1479, DR. The speaker, Ravison, and the guards lead you around the stairs through a lounge room filled with desks and chairs around a large central room dominated by an obsidian statue before reaching the speaker's office with a large table surrounded by high-backed wooden chairs. And they invite you all to sit down. All right. Bray doesn't sit down. <laughs> Namely because she wouldn't be able to see over the table. True. But uh, she will stand in the back by the door. 
notes. Um, so who's in the room with us? You've got the speaker, uh, Danith Whalen, Ravison, and um, a couple guards are kind of lingering. Says, uh, uh, and, and uh, speaker Whalen says, uh, well, he was a, a wizard. Um, he confessed his name was uh, Dazan. But, uh, we tried to get some more information out of him, but he was stubborn to the end. Said he didn't know anything about the Everlasting Night. The bastard even claimed he's lived in the Dale all his life. Sad what a man will come up with to escape justice. We know that to not be true, right? Because I, I believe the story that Everest told us, that the three of them traveled here together from whatever Wizards Guild or whatever group they are. That is correct. Okay. So we know, yeah, okay, so that's not true. But they found him here and they, okay. Well, that's one less wizard we gotta find. <laughs> one of yeah, three, but, crossed off. Yeah, but isn't Avarice gonna be pissed? Probably. I, I don't she seemed she seemed to harbor no, you know. I thought it was uh, the other one that she would, was like, "We got to catch oh, her." The other one, yeah, yeah, yeah. The other one she didn't like. I don't, I don't, yeah. I forget what she thought of this one. Okay, yeah. Um. Yes, we have in fact uh, heard of this design. You are correct, dear speaker. He was not, in fact, from Ten Towns. Ah, of course. Ravenny. Wizards around here. Wizards are nothing but trouble. That's the problem. We keep ourselves Perhaps, out here to keep away from all that nonsense. Our evidence thus far as our official martial investigation, investigation suggests that he arrived post your current predicament with the sun, which I believe does not exactly coincide with the speech I heard outside. Kind of scrunches up in face, his face and says, oh, What investigation? What do you know? Ravison leans forward and says, Yes, what do you know? Wait a second. I recognize you. Uh-oh. <laughs> what did you say your name was? Ravison snaps her head at you and kind of stares at you for a little bit longer. She kind of tilts her head to the side and she says, You... Yes, me. <laughs> Thimbleweed. I... Yes, some stupid little name. You've survived. That's incredible. Indeed. By the Frost I... Maiden's mercy, no doubt. Ha! By Thimbleweed's own cunning, I survived. <laughs> you'll, you'll hear Freya, like, clear her throat behind you. <laughs> and these people behind me, <laughs> beside me, wherever you are. Yes, Thimbleweed has many has had many adventures since you kicked me out of my tribe, my people. <laughs> Is this one of the goats that betrayed you? <laughs> the goats. <laughs> it would make sense. She is a druid, so. <laughs> Yes, possibly, but far worse. She, she was the one that turned all the goats against him. <laughs> Even the goat you grew up with. 
<laughs> is this true? Did you turn the goats against me? They always hated you. I just gave them the ability to say so. <laughs> Damn it. <laughs> it was true. <laughs> yes, her real name is Vernus. Not this a two-bit charlatan shaman from where I'm from. Speaker Wayland kind of looks at her, and she shrugs and says, Yes, I was a leader of one of the wrecked tribes. Which, which one are you, Reese? <laughs> it's whichever one you are. Elk one? Elk, okay. Of the elk tribe. <laughs> Hold up. But, we'll go with it. Yeah. It's canon now. It's canon now. Uh. But, and I was always devoted to the Frost Maiden, but I was given a sign. She spoke to me directly and told me my path lay not with the tribe, but to lie here in Ten Towns. And I had to be her instrument in protecting this world from the evil of outsider wizards wanting to inflict a disaster upon us all. Oh, please, what can you do? You're only... only The greatest thing you've ever done was kick out the great Thimbleweed! <laughs> and yet here you are, stronger than ever, forged by the Frost Maiden's hardships inflicted upon you. Hmm. I've never thought of it that way. Oh, <laughs> Thimbleweed, she's manipulating you, my boy! <laughs> no one manipulates Thimbleweed. Take those words back. Exactly. Bow. And no one ever will again. <laughs> I have friends now, and they'll stick up for me. Not like before. And what of the goats, Mr. Thimbleweed? <laughs> ah, they were your friends, too. I thought they were. I do not wish to speak of the goats. We are not goats, my boy. We will not betray you. <laughs> Precisely. My new non-goat friends are on my side. <laughs> they wouldn't kick me out of this group. That is right? good to hear. <laughs> the boy is he's in front of everybody. Like, uh, uh, uh. He's situated in front of everybody, so he's making a face like, uh. <laughs> <laughs> he turns out and he's like, eh. Hey. Somewhat of a thumbs up. Now, please, what, what have you learned in your travels? That being a zealot of the Frost Maiden will do no one any good. She slams her fist on the table and says, Do not speak ill of the goddess here in her realm. What has she brought to this realm? Hmm? She brings nothing. She asks of us only the strongest fortitude to withstand the callousness and environments that she has created for us. Do not yes. expect rewards or handouts. Those are for the weak. 
Yes, it seems that only death follows the Frost Maiden. Indeed. All, th- all men must die. <laughs> <laughs> it's getting very red lady. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> And you, Speaker, is this philosophy one that you share? This philosophy of sacrifice and death for that sacrifice? Is this a philosophy you've shared with your fellow Speakers? It says, um, this, the reason we're in this mess is because we've fallen out of favor with the Frost Maiden. Now, it's not my place to tell the other speakers how to run their cities, but this is how we're going to do things in East Haven, and we're going to turn this whole thing around. Interesting, I didn't hear you espousing your newfound religious beliefs at the last meeting of the speakers. Well, it's... It's not something that I necessarily need to bring to the council, but I'm not sure I'll be coming back. If you haven't noticed out there, it's it's getting worse. Perhaps, yes. Or perhaps you're afraid of what the speakers might do should they discover that you are sacrificing people in your town square. Other speakers have no jurisdiction here. And he kind of, his eye, you can see his eyes flick to your badges and flick back to you and he kind of licks his lips. <laughs> The Frost Maiden only wants the ones with the strongest fortitude. Then surely the people still alive have proven their fortitude. Why must you sacrifice further? Ravison leans over and says, We do not needlessly sacrifice. We execute those who pose a direct threat to our existence. That's better. <laughs> if you the were t- is one for semantics. If you were told <laughs> your home had been invaded by dangerous outsiders, like the Frost Maiden, and you caught one of them, would you not act? Yes. My tribe doesn't call nine one one. Little sign outside someone's front door. Yeah. This house, they don't call nine one one. Whatever the rest of it is, but a gun, I'm sure. Something about it. yeah, come and take it, flags. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yes, I would make sure they do not harm my or my family. Well, consider every one of the true citizens of East Haven to be our family. That makes you feel better. Would you sacrifice yourself to protect everyone else in your family? If it was necessary to defeat those who would cause us harm, but protection of others, that is not the Frost Maiden's way. It is the Frost Maiden's way to make sure everyone has a chance to prove their own strength. But these wizards, they are a disease. 
that has been brought here unnaturally, and it must be purged. I'm still caught up on how you are agreeing to any of this, Speaker. If her philosophy, as, as we're understanding it, is that the, the Frost Maiden is doing all of this intentionally to harm your people, to weed out... Oh, no, 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 no. It's the wizards that are doing this. As I said before, our evidence has concluded that the wizards have arrived post the introduction of this particular curse. He, he, he tends to like mull that over in his mind and kind of look back and forth. She says, well, maybe we just haven't found the ones who were here before then. Maybe there are some multiple phases or steps, or they're here to accelerate it. Eric, this whole conversation is like reading those like Facebook memes, and it's making me angry. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, the evidence says. Ah, what if this? Here, here is a YouTube video I found <laughs> yeah, exactly. that confirms all of my biases. <laughs> You see, we've been here for twenty years. <laughs> you just haven't heard about them. That's right. It's the media. They're it's not the telling media. you about all the wizards. Exactly. <laughs> uh, topical. <laughs> I, I I feel like we're kind of at a standstill with these folks. You could be right. It could be that wizards were here prior to the uh, beginning of this curse, but what we do know for a fact is that the man you burned outside did not, in fact, have anything to do with the beginning of the curse. Uh, he seems a little bit... Uh, slightly upset by that, but uh, you see Ravison does not even seem to care at all by this revelation. She's in fact, she leans in and says, You're, You have much evidence that you've gathered. What else do you know about these wizards? Because according um, to my sources, you all went into Caer Deneval, where we believed one of the wizards was residing, and then you left. That is accurate, yes. We excised the wizard from that castle. Rather peacefully, I might mind you, without any burning of anyone. We are peaceful! <laughs> <laughs> Breaks an arrow over his knee. <laughs> you let that wizard go? As I said, our investigation as marshals... He pointedly will stare at the speaker as yeah. he says that. Our investigation as marshals indicated that she was not culpable in the beginning of this curse. He seems to lean over to her and says, like, they were given the job to help folks around ten towns, not to, uh, you know, hunt down any wizards or anything. And you notice she actually kind of, like, shushes him. Even though, obviously, he's the speaker, she actually kind of, like, please, Daneth. 
I understand that, but this is of a critical emergency situation. Do you have any idea where this wizard might have gone, or what she was doing? Ooh, uh, did y'all tell her about Avarice? No, I don't think we're going to. I think, well, we told, she already knew that, that well, she doesn't even know Avarice's name, I don't think. She knew that there was a wizard in that place, care of Donig? Which, which one was it? You're Care so Denno. good at names. <laughs> I know. <this laughs> Literally, Care Denoval. To be fair, there are two cares in this in this yeah. county. Care uh, Denoval. Care Denoval. We. She knows that there was there was a wizard there, but I don't think she knows who Avarice is or what our connection to her is. Okay. Um. Uh, we do not. We do not know what her aims are. We just know that she is. In fact, guilty of no crimes. As our functions as marshals empowered us to discover. Roll a deception check. Okay. I mean, is that deception? Or do we actually believe I mean, I that am, she I am is? straight lying. I, we, we do know whoever. We know her name. We know what she's doing. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, this woman... And this man are both humanoids, yes? Yes. Okay. To the best of your knowledge. To the best of my knowledge, that's right. Well, let's make, let's use, uh, well, actually, I don't know if deception counts. Let's see. Oh, yeah, it does. So that's actually a 17. Okay. Um, she stares at you hard for a moment. And uh, you can see her face kind of twitch in irritation. She says, well, that's one that got away. I suppose we can't blame you for not having all of the intel you needed to make a proper action there. But know that these wizards need to be destroyed. It is the Frost Maiden's will. How much funnier would it have been if one of us was a wizard? I know, right? <laughs> like, we can talk I about mean, that in a cross-site chat. <laughs> how, how, cl how close is Artificer? I feel like Edmund should be like, slowly back into Yeah. I'm not a wizard. <laughs> how dare you? Wizardry is ball of fluff. <laughs> my means are my true science. I've studied for years. Do not insult me again. By suggesting I'm a wizard. We'd heard they were... Yeah. We'd heard they were stockpiling a dangerous substance known as black ice. Did you come across any of that? Maybe. Yeah. <laughs> A couple of us have, like, have it on our persons right now. Yes, you do. <laughs> yes, you do. We have, um, come across a great... Variety of it, yes, in our travels. It is an extremely dangerous substance that should not be allowed to propagate amongst the common folk. So you're saying we are common? But he doesn't know we have it, though, does he? No, she has not asked about that yet. I agree. It should not be for the common folk, but for the <laughs> special folk. All who, wield, authorities. 
Mm -hmm. Oh, wield the dark ice. Are more than common folk. Do you have any? Are you jealous if we did? <laughs> I would be extremely anxious if you did. It is a deadly substance that can destroy from within. Uh, only if it's not used properly. Its proper use is... It needs to be buried. Forgotten. You know, you're a lady who has a lot of opinions that nobody asked you for. <laughs> a lot of, um, unconfirmed opinions as well. How much uh, actual research has gone into your anti-wizard, anti-black eye stances? Anti-thimbleweed stance. <laughs> I don't like your anti-black eye stance, but I like your anti-thimbleweed stance. <laughs> she says, my research is being a direct conduit to the goddess herself. Are you sure you didn't read the post of a friend's sister's late <laughs> on Facebook? You found the one bit of evidence that nobody else was able to find. That's and... right. Are you on the mommy blogs? <laughs> I've done all the research. Hilariously, I am a part of a mom's group. <laughs> yeah. My YouTube algorithm is garbage. Did the conduit also tell you to hate thimbleweed? Because if so, that'd be pretty cool. <laughs> Uh, and then she uh, so yeah we talked about the wizards <laughs> um, uh, you guys haven't mentioned anything about the Dwergar yet that was kind of the original reason you guys were coming here I don't know if we want to talk to them about that you don't now. have to yeah mm -mm. although I want to follow up on, on Thimbleweed's question what, what's Sorry. the story there <laughs> of what about, like uh, well her not liking Thimbleweed was that, was that like also a direct uh message from her god oh um well thimbleweed what do you think the reason was what what do you think was the reason you were <laughs> got kicked out and that she was basically the like holy person kind of in a leadership role of your tribe so she would have been like a critical component to seeing to your exile yeah. uh probably because no one liked me and they want to kick me out so they got her to do it convenience yeah yes most likely convenience. <laughs> you were voted as too weak, Mr. Thimbleweed. You were dragging the safety and strength of the entire tribe down. It was the humane and important and, and critical to our survival to cast you out. And thereby, you could forge yourself anew with the blessing of the Frost Maiden. Or die from exposure. Yes. I wandered for weeks out in the wilderness. Becoming stronger so I may seek my revenge. Prove to everyone there that I am strong. But I was always strong. For I am Thimbleweed. Mightiest of all hunters and rangers. 
You are all just too jealous to see it. I am. Um, I was going to lean into her. Was he like this when he was in your tribe? I am genuinely shocked you all have not murdered him yet. <laughs> <laughs> Clearly you need better leadership in your tribe. Despite his uh, third-person personage, he is quite capable, my dear, I assure you. Shocking. Just like all you tall people, you always underestimate us. Yeah, so we sure this wasn't a bit of uh, speciesism on your part, dear? This is tallism. This is how exactly many, what this many, is. How many gnomes were in your tribe, and how many did you kick out? He leans over. Does the blizzard select only the shortest of us? Yes, or it the buries blonde, us first. Or the fairest of hair? No. Blizzard cares not for whom it affects, who it freezes, and who survives. Such is the will of the Frost Maiden, only inner strength matters. Well, then you royally screwed up. I have been her strength for years. Clearly his was hidden <laughs> under many, many layers. <laughs> So that tells me that your judgment is already suspect. So whatever you have to say and do in the city, it is already suspect. It was hidden under the spell. <laughs> Listen, I, I... Speaker Wayland, should you decide to follow this particular path of religious zealotism, there's nothing we can do as marshals to stop you. Hmm. But there are, in fact, well, actually, I don't know if this is true, but I'm going to say it as if it's true. There are, in fact, agreed-upon laws shared within ten towns. You do not get to execute any you wish with new made-up laws about wizardry and goddesses. These are our old ways. And it seems like maybe we need to bring a little bit of that back. So is East Haven officially there? We are marshals, keep in mind. Is, is, is East Haven officially... Uh, what's the word I'm thinking of? With Brexit. <laughs> um, seceding. seceding. Yeah, seceding. Is East Haven officially seceding from Ten Towns as a whole? Uh, he starts looking a little bit more in- uneasy again. He says, well... Uh, Answer the question. I don't... I mean... You've, you've been around, you've seen the state of things right now. Do we even have a Ten Towns anymore? Actually, Half you kind of do. We've met I mean, a number of the speakers, and while, yes, Ten Towns are in a very rough shape at the moment, they are beset by this terrible curse. I mean, I tied up one speaker, which <laughs> we, because he was a drunkard, and I fixed that. So. He's not a drunkard anymore, and he's actually doing quite well from what my thoughts are telling. <laughs> he's still afraid that he I will come back every once in a while. Like Frey, I thought about having a drink. <laughs> I'm his sober buddy. That's it's right. <laughs> we we it's, found another speaker. I had a real hard day today, and he's afraid of me, and so he's doing really well. <laughs> 
I mentioned the one that was stung to death by bees. We're gonna, we're gonna leave yeah, that right. One. Yeah, there was one that was already already a bleach skin by the time help. we got there. Yeah. I mean, in theory, yes, you still have a ten towns. We still have a ten towns because I am a part of this area. We still have a ten towns. We don't have this lawlessness of where we just let one person decide what is going on because that is the way that they used to do things hundreds of years ago. And look where it got y'all. Look at the way your city is now. Yes, your city is bigger than everybody else. Because you don't do that. If you go back to that, you know better than everybody else. Ravison looks like she's going to respond, but then the speaker... I didn't ask Yeah. You. Speaker Waylon actually nods with this, and you can see he's, he's, he's really drinking in what you're saying. He says, uh, you listen I... to this crazy... She is crazy. <laughs> and she can side-eye me all she wants. I don't care. <laughs> so much side-eye. Because if she wants crazy. to see my feral side, she will. <laughs> we can see who's a better animal. But, not only is she crazy, Speaker, her, her goals do not align with yours. You are here to look out for the well-being of your people. And, and let me... the constant threat of death by blizzard through the will of an insane goddess, is not, in fact, in the best interest of your people. Ravison finally stands up. The blasphemy! This is all blasphemy! You hear how they speak of the Frost Maiden? No, let me ask you this. How many people have you burned as wizards? He says, oh, that was the first. And did it make a difference? We just burned them. We don't know yet. <laughs> <laughs> But if you well, think about this, if you had fulfilled the will of the Frost Maiden, you would not see the gray sky anymore. You would see blue. And if you go outside, it is still gray. Which means this was never her will. This was her will. And she will point accusingly at Ravison. Yeah. How she has a dare you. Yeah. I, the speaker finally I, stands up and he's like, all right, all right, all right. I hear what you're saying. I didn't expect such wisdom from the marshals. No offense. Adventure types are usually just knocking down heads and, you know. Do you remember what I did to the creepy salesman? I like come that. Here. I like that part. Nobody likes but that guy. Nobody here, likes that guy. <laughs> I will do it to you. Come here. <laughs> all right, all right. I hear what you're saying. No, I will. Don't. I will think on. And you. And you see, Robinson just fuming. She's like, Danith. I'll think on what you're saying. I, I will. But uh, I've got something for you. And um, he hands you a uh, rolled up uh, message. It says uh, this actually arrived for you a day or two ago uh, via carrier pigeon. Uh, it's addressed, it was addressed to me, but it mentions you all, so. The note says, as you look at it, it says, Speaker Whalen, if this message should find you while the marshals are near, please inform them that a goblin messenger was recently captured by our guards. He was carrying a declaration of peace from Chief Yarbnock, addressed to myself. The message requests I send delegates to conduct treaty negotiations. I didn't realize goblins even know what that meant, let alone could spell it. Sheriff Southwell doesn't believe a word of it, but it may be worth a try, and I'm willing to pay extra to deal with these goblins once and for all. The message included directions to their goblin fort of Karkalok. 
Did the marshals return to Bryn Shander first? We have finished outfitting the vehicle they arrived in, and they can use that to more safely traverse the tundra outside Ten Towns. We look forward to seeing you again soon. Speaker Duvessa Shane. Hey, fast travel. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Interesting. All right. So a, go a goblin treaty quest. Uh, I will <laughs> and add... A wagon, fast travel. Yeah. Yep. I will add the quest, peace out. <laughs> you are active quests. Is that the name of the, the goblin guy's dad who we took over that one area of? He had the spores. Wasn't that a goblin? Uh, it is now. I don't know who's dad. What? <laughs> you're talking about the dwarger, right? The, the dwarger? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. Never yeah, mind. Those, yeah. Those are like dark dwarves. Yeah. Yarb Ganak. <laughs> Say that five times fast. That's true, chat. Some goblins are as smart as people. If you look at the goblin stat block. <laughs> <laughs> But yet, everybody treats them like shit, so. Well, we will certainly look into both of these. Thank you, Speaker. We do, in fact, have business here in your fair town. Besides coming to plead with you to show some semblance of <laughs> logic and reason. Which... May I speak on that one brief <laughs> more moment? <laughs> Circle back around. <laughs> All we are asking of you, dear speaker, is that until we conclude our investigation and advise that perhaps your religious advisor there is correct, perhaps not, but until we finish our investigation, just hold off on the executions by fire. Yes? Very well. I'll even allow you to imprison wizards on, just in case it might be unsafe. Wizardry, you can outlaw wizardry in your, in your t township. That is something you're allowed to do, I believe. Oh, we've definitely done that. Yes, yes. So you can arrest them. Put Makes them it easy to catch wizards. <laughs> yes. <laughs> just perhaps don't burn them at the stake. Perhaps allow the legal system to, uh... The legal what now? Job. Just don't, don't burn anyone alive. <laughs> That's all. What we are actually doing here, though, is um, searching for one of your abandoned fairies. Why? You need to know, and you don't need to know. You're not exactly at liberty to say, as my. <laughs> I like guys coming to like the FBI. <laughs> Just <Yeah>. like, <laughs> like, no. Suffice it to say that. Um, there is evidence that one of your abandoned fairies might have something to do with what is... Wizards? Happening. No, as we've said, wizards don't have anything to do with what's happening out here. <laughs> we can Frey write down like, the whole Frey logic would like to... from A to B. Frey would like to go up and slap the... <laughs> Maybe kick him in the shin. <laughs> ah. Damn, she's fast. Don't forget that. Well, whatever is happening here, one of your abandoned fairies might be being used as a conduit for it. Well, I 
mainly with the lake frozen and I don't we don't actively patrol the docks much so I guess it's possible you haven't heard any strange reports coming out of any of that area not to my knowledge but as I said nobody's it's not a used area it hasn't been for months We've had some, you know, the usual stories of occasional people being, uh, things being taken, people being robbed, although we're a very proud city founded by uh, thieves, you know. So it's not an uncommon occurrence around here. Explains a few things, actually. <laughs> a few, uh, you know, stories about uh, ghosts. You know, people think there's somebody there, but it's, you know, it's with the darkness. Uh, these these things happen. Where exactly are these ghost stories occurring? All over, really, I suppose. No concentration of them in any particular area? Uh, I haven't been keeping track. Been busy dealing with the wizards. <laughs> I'm reading my... <laughs> I'm busy reading my Facebook feed. <laughs> <laughs> my algorithm's all about the wizards. Well, perhaps these ghost stories are related. But we shall endeavor to find out. All right, with that, you can... Um, adjourn your meeting with the two leaders of East Haven. Um, as, as we're leaving, I kind of want to hook back up with Thimbleweed and just sort of be like, I don't know. Um, this, that woman in there, I noticed there was a good deal of bad blood between the two of you. Yes. Do you suspect that that might become a problem for us in the near future? After all, we did just get warned by her fox creature in the woods. Yes. <laughs> yes. I, I, I suspected so by your tone of voice, but <laughs> it's good to have it confirmed. So while we are in town, I suppose we should keep our ears up, yes. Indeed. As you all are leaving the town hall, um, as the guards are kind of escorting you, um, one of them... Uh, kind of dismisses the other guards, and uh, she and you know she's a little more decorated, um, and she's got these features that look like she's uh, half elven. She says, uh, "Marshals, I am Captain Arlagoth, and I was one of the ones who arrested that man that was burned, and." She kind of looks around for a second. Not all of us are on board with uh, how that evolved. <laughs> Nor um, should you be, lass. She is, what is the common phrase bandied about? False prophet, something along those lines? It's crazy. Maybe, Indeed. but... She does wield much power. We'll uh, see. 
political and we shall take her out. Otherwise, I wasn't comfortable giving this, handing this over, and I wasn't sure who to give it to. But uh, with you here and, and the way you stood up to her, uh, maybe this could help you. And she reaches in her breast pocket and pulls out uh, what looks like a book. Says, uh, he had this on him when we uh, arrested him, and I took it, and I, I don't know, I just didn't feel comfortable turning it over. Quite right as well. It likely would have been burned without any further perusal of evidence, but we are, in fact, marshals, and we shall investigate thoroughly. Hey. I do believe in justice, but I, I don't believe that people should be burned like that for just existing, seemingly. No, they should not. And should your speaker give that order to you again, I cannot tell you to put your own life in danger, dear, but know that his... Mind is not in a sane place at the moment. She gestures kind of to the darkness all around you. He says, this is... This is bad, though. I fear this is going to get worse unless we can fix it. Yes, it is. But I assure you the fixing will not involve the summary infernal executions of any individuals. I don't think so either. Good luck to you. I, I hope that helps. Thank you, dear. Uh, uh, what does this book look like? Is it like a journal or some sort of ledger? Uh, the book looks like a traveler's guide to Icewind Dale, and as you have gone into different stores around uh your journeys you have seen this before it's just like a common you know kind of like a typical like pamphlet almost thing that you would find at like a you know gas station or something that just kind of has like the locations of 10 towns and stuff um however as you flip through here you notice there is some kind of code some kind of cipher that's like written in the margins. And it's, uh, it looks like it would take some time to decipher it. But to the untrained eye, it looks like somebody just making like, you know, general notations and things. But as you're kind of flipping through the pages, you can kind of see that there's a connection there somewhere that's more than it seems. Possibly written in a different language than common? Um, it's not technically not a language. It would be like, it looked like a cipher, like some kind of custom code somebody put together. And mechanically, you feel like it would take you several successful investigation checks to decode. Uh, I think I did a similar thing for, uh, Tomb of Annihilation. So once per day, one person can make an investigation check to try and study this book. And after three successful 
checks, something will happen. Let me see. Edmund grabs the book. Yeah, it seems like you're like your uh, alley, Edmund. There you go. Now, do you want to? Oh, okay. I was gonna say, do you want to do bardic inspiration? <laughs> Edmund always fucking rolls with it. Yeah, it's like, let me just see that shit. Nice. All right, Edmund, you're in charge of this. Don't make me fucking remember this. But somehow you need to remember that you have Dazon. Or how do you? How do you want to do it? Dazon's journal or whatever would help you remember this. Uh. Requires three successful skill checks of a DC 15 investigation, and you are one of three right now. You can do one per day. This is like you're like looking through it all day, and you finally like have that eureka moment, and you you know fill in some of the blanks or something. Crit count as two. Do what? Would a crit count as two? Uh, I like that. I guess we could roll with that. I mean, either I crit next time or I don't. That, right, exactly. Okay. Yeah, that could be pretty fun. It's on the record. All right, so help me remember that in case that takes many sessions. Hopefully not, though, with these kind of rolls. Jeez. Hmm. It looks um, recognizable, but mm-hmm. I don't quite get it yet. Give me another day. Let's let's sleep on it right now. <laughs> If it was a video game, you'd just be like, all right, and I long rest for 16 hours and try this check again. <laughs> I have been there. Uh, given that you spoke to uh, the speaker about where the ferry is, um, he points out that there is um, one primary that, that's literally the East Haven ferry. Like, there's a bunch of little boats and stuff, but there's... He mentions one in particular off a certain dock that you guys can go check out. Uh, have we long rested? I, 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 don't, I don't know when the last, last time we long rested was. I can tell you Just that. Before the battle, I so think. we actually long rested last session, but it was in between. It was like in the mid, or it was actually the early part of the session. You guys basically came back from the giant lair. You long rested, and then you you did the bee encounter. And how long did it take us to travel here? Uh, a couple hours. Okay, so it hasn't been like a full day yet or anything. No, it's it's probably, at this point, you're probably looking at, uh, you guys talked for a while, um, it was probably late afternoon at this point, maybe even turning into evening. Okay. So yeah, you're, you're getting close, but... Right. Well, we can go to the docks and see if we can find this... See if we can find the ferry that the Dwarger are using as a base. The Dax. Uh, the docks are eerily quiet, and the trek along the pier towards the ferry is several hundred feet of bitter cold and utter darkness. Boats lie partially encased in ice, forgotten and neglected. The ferry itself is relatively small, with much of its icy deck open to transport people across the lake. A small cabin is situated toward the aft end of the hull. I do have a map. Ooh. It's not terribly big. Say it, don't say it, don't say it. Ah, I suppressed it. It's okay. You made it through. It's good. Did. 
I mean, it, it could be bigger. Uh, <laughs> don't say it, don't say it, don't say it. Uh, yeah, but it has potential. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> I got Rochelle. <laughs> Based on a true story. That's right. Uh, all, right. all right. So, Real board. yeah, it's, it's basically just an open deck for the most part. And then what? There's a cabin down there's like there? A, yeah, there's like a single cabin uh, towards the back or the aft of the boat. Sure. Those boat people, man, they got to have special terms for everything. Right. Mm-hmm. I, I can understand left and right. The, back, the front and back bit, I, I never could understand, though. It's just front and back. Like, there's, there is a front and there is a back. It's... Right. The boat butt. That's right. There's a stern and there's an aft. The boat butt. Not aft, it's boat butt. Boat butt. Uh, we go along with the poop deck. Is there nobody on the boat? Uh, not that you can see. Although it is still pretty dark out here. I don't know what what the lighting situation you guys want to use is. Most of you can see in the dark, I think. I'll light up my axe. Yeah, you're, I think I've pretty much got that on default now for dark vision for you. Mm-hmm. The only one that gets screwed is uh, Edmund, because he doesn't have any vision. Vision, but I can't see like outside of this radius. So it should be pretty dark outside because that's what dark vision looks like. But then I believe Frey, it still lights up a little bit because she's got that stone, the glowy stone. Oh, okay. I assume she, you still have that. Mm-hmm. But my axe lights up. Does it glow? Yeah, you're the one who told me about it. <laughs> I don't remember these. I give you, see, I give you guys these things and then I promptly forget all about how they work. Does it glow or give you dark vision? That's I'm trying to find it. It might do both, but I do not recall. That was many sessions ago. I think Celeste glows too from something. <laughs> I have a thing that glows, but it's like I think it's like just something that's like in my bag or something. Okay, so you have to like pull I, it out to. Yeah, I, it's a crystal. I think that's glowing. But I don't think that's necessarily like glowing through things. Okay. You're back. Yeah, my my crystal glows with a purplish inner light. Ready? Pull out your glow sticks. <laughs> don't have a rave. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, should we um, do this quietly? or We don't know if there are, in fact, Dwerga on this ship. And as we should all remember, because we all forget every time, these things do turn invisible. <laughs> when you ask about doing this quietly, you just see Frey's eyebrow go up. Or like, crash into that shack at full speed. Be my guest, Frey. <laughs> Can I try the door? You surely can. 
it'd probably be smarter for her to listen at the door first, but she's not that smart, so. Um, what you notice is it's unlocked, and you notice that the, you know, everything around here is just kind of froze, is just got ice encased on it. However, you notice this door has been shipped away to where the door is fully usable. It is not like the that situation where your car fucking freezes and you gotta like like the door is fucking stuck. Like somebody actually took the work to get a thing like a credit card and and do the scraping of the ice off. Y'all just see like Frey turning her head, looking at the door, the seams on the door, and then with the 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 front of her axe, she pushes it open. Mm-hmm. Uh, inside is a small 15-square-foot cabin with several sleeping bags on the ground, some rations, and a crate that has two maps rolled up on top. You see a dwarf-sized suit of armor looks cobbled together from different pieces and weapons in the corner. Okay. What do the maps look like? Uh, as you reach down to start looking at the maps, um, you hear a grinding sound that sounds like gears whirring together. As the armor suddenly... Oh my god, it's connecting to 1998 internet. Jesus. It's gonna have... <laughs> so many Someone just pick up the phone; it'll fall apart. So many yeah, slow loading exactly. GeoCities pages. It was that was me and my brother's passive aggressive fights. Anytime anyone's on the internet, we just pick up the phone and just talk into it, like <laughs> "fuck you." Screw <laughs> <laughs> the internet for him. Um, the uh, the oh. armor in the corner <laughs> animates and stand and stands up, which it's about your size, Frey. Um, you see two uh, battle axes fly out of its back, but instead of flying at you, they just hover in place, like whirling menacingly. And the armor begins to advance. You see one hand is an axe like the axes just flew out, and the other hand just appears to be like a cannon. Mm. And oh, shit. that's going to be some initiative, please. I don't even see it. Oh, there it goes. Okay. They were hidden on the GM layer. The rest of you just saw Frey crash in this door and then just sounds. It yeah. did not crash into the door. That's true. That's true. I'm, I'm recounting things. You gingerly opened the door and crept inside. Uh-huh. I wasn't even trying to take the maps. I was just looking at the maps. Yes, that is true. Then there were sounds. Then there were That's sounds. Right. That is un an unfair characterization. You were actually <laughs> cautious. Uh, oh, this is gonna hurt. Mr. Thimbleweed, you are the first to react. Alright. I'll come running in and crash into the door. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> Somebody's crashing this door, goddammit. Ugh. What do I see? What are these? You see a... what looks like a dwarf-sized suit of armor that looks doesn't look like really this token, I just use this token, but it, it looks like a cobbled together 
um, contraption with like gears. Some of it's like exposed and uh, like made from different pieces. And then one of its hands is an axe and the other one just looks like a cannon. And then nearby, there's just these seemingly floating on their own um, axes in the air, ready to look like they're going to attack. <laughs> All right. I'll swipe at Axe 1. Axe 1. With my short sword. Fire, Axe 1. <laughs> um, now use my favorite foe against the axes. I hate axes so much. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you do indeed hate axes. 21 is going to hit. Screw you, axes. Screw you, axes. Uh, wow. Yes. yes, yes, I know. Axes, my old... Lust. Seven, 18 damage. Why do you have so much damage? That's insane. I, do I have to say it? <laughs> no. Um, yes, Kimbleweed, yes. He comes barreling into the into the room, uh, shouts his enmity against Axes, and... And stabs your sword, and you just cut like the haft off the axe, and it just falls apart. My mortal enemies, <laughs> Cloven and Twain. Cloven? They have hooves. <laughs> hey, they're my mortal enemies. Mm -hmm. I've studied them since I was cleaved. <laughs> kind of cleaved. <laughs> no. Okay. So just one of one of the axes was summarily was, was, was cleaved. Destroyed, yes. Cleaven. Okay. Was was clothed. Yes, it had hooves, god damn it. I should have seen the size of them. I'm confused. Where are you getting hooves? I'm so confused by what just happened. <laughs> what? Cloven. What does that have to do with hooves? Cloving hooves? Okay, I don't know this phrase. Clip, clop, clippity clop. <laughs> I'm an axe. Hooves. We're getting into some weird English etymology rabbit hole right now. I know, Cloven. and it's and I'm like spinning on it. Like I don't think this is a phrase. <laughs> I know. Where are their hooves? <laughs> Is this like the time I didn't know dead to rights and you taunted me with it? No. This is... Cloven is... Cloven hooves. Okay. Uh, split into two and then cloven hooves are hooves that have two toes. Yeah, like there a horse. Go. Okay. That is actually... Or a donkey. I just looked it up. <laughs> Excellent. Always learn something. So it does mean to cleave in two. It, it, clo cloven is... That's still a problem. Like it's, it's cleaved. It's like it's like a different form of the word cleave. Yeah. Cleaven. Yeah. Or cloven. Both correct. Cleaven. Somebody's cleaving okay. from now on. Okay. Let's put a cleavend. <laughs> Alright, Celeste is gonna through these cloven axes to cleavend. Also, how do we wind up on goats again? It's always totally goats. Never, no, it's always I, I have to I make the ultimate bad guy at the end of this campaign just a fucking goat because there's no other way around it at this point. Cloven-footed hoof. I've kind of written myself goat. into a corner. So does that mean Cleveland is supposed to be two different cities then? <laughs> oh, that's actually a good question. 
Oh, what? Where did they get the wow. name Cleveland? Celeste, please, for the love of God, take your turn. <laughs> <laughs> no, DM. We got ten more minutes. <laughs> Leave discussion. <laughs> All right. Okay, Celeste is gonna run in the room and yell at the axe. I will cleave you <laughs> and cast radiant sunbolt. Uh, which every time I click the wrong thing, it's up here on my attack. 15 at the axe. Does that hit an axe? Uh, that does not. Oh. That is a Oops. weapon <laughs> yeah. dancing around and hovering in the air. Uh, okay. Hold on. Uh, then I will use uh, my flurry of blows key point to punch the axe. 24. There you go. That will hit. Punch that axe. Cleveland was named after a guy, but Cleveland in England was named for after the old English cliff, cleave, which means slope, I've and land, which heard. means land. About something less. <laughs> <laughs> now you know it's not because it was divided into two by Moses Cleveland, founder of that. America Cleveland. <laughs> All right, that does successfully hit. I'm gonna write this down as another strike. trivia question. That's right. Excellent. Where's my? Pen? Oh, that's that's funny. Like a trivia question. You should have a trivia game at the end of the campaign right. for oh, all oh. of the like nothing campaign related. Just all of the oh, brands of the anatomy of a yeah. chair. Yeah, that's, yeah. that's, that's, that's how you know people have really been paying attention. It's not like just campaign questions. It's like our 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 fucking non sequiturs. Like, give me that just, information. Yeah. How yeah. many penis jokes can we make about this ship before the DM breaks? Ball, ball Robin, please. Oh, I've also put Robin. up our NVPC poll. Please vote for that. Favorite NVPC. Well, Robin cannot, in fact, <laughs> insult. Well, he might be able to still viciously mock, but he can't. You are the dullest blade. Actually, you know what? They have to be able to hear you. No, he can't actually insult these things at all. Like an inanimate object flying around. I'm so sorry. I've done it to you again. Yep. I'm, you've stymied me. Uh, I will... Oof. Don't know. I will instead <laughs> throw more people at me. To, damn it! Yeah, yeah. I, <laughs> people I can talk to. There's a brick wall here. Um, Varavan will be just begin to describe who's in the room. Ian Thimbleweed. Mm -hmm. Ian Thimbleweed. He'll begin to describe Thimbleweeds, glistening biceps, <laughs> bulging muscles. Okay. It's about damn time. <laughs> <laughs> he realizes he doesn't have a like a description of him in his book yet, so he he's describing a a three foot tall, just very wide, <laughs> muscly gnome, 
three, three foot by three foot. He gets <laughs> really detailed and it starts getting weird. That's right. Um, he has a mole on the inner side of his right arm. <laughs> it's no shaped like a goat. Like a goat. <laughs> um, and he will get some bears endurance, uh, advantage on con checks, and two d six temporary hit points. All right. His chest hair grew three times that day. That's right. And you also describe. It's like armor now. <laughs> yeah. I just writing fan fiction. He's he's going to describe how Frey reacts to the sight of this muscled gnome in front of her. Really. <laughs> How her heart is hit points. becomes a flutter, <laughs> wow. and she is inspired by the sight of this, this <laughs> muscular gnome. Inspired, and she gets a bardic inspiration. Yeah, you do have to touch them away for that to work. So I want to see you touch them. Oh, that's I guess that's, that's true. It is. It Wait, is you touch, do? It? Yeah, it's no. touch within sixty feet. That's bardic inspiration. Touch uh, my biceps. Oh, the enhancement. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. So he'll just reach out and gently caress a bicep. <laughs> said you had to gently caress it. <laughs> he didn't have that's, to. That's how, that's how it goes. He, he sure did. Little, if he wants a little squeeze. Shrink, he gets the gentle caress. <laughs> this is Don't nice, push. but you could be bigger. That's right. All right, I don't know what magic is working here, but how are you caressing him through a wall? Is that not a door? I thought this that was is, a door there. No, the door is actually on the east side. This is The whole thing is like frozen over. You see there's a, there's a should be a window here, but it is encased in ice. Like I said, everything but the door. Oh. All right, well. I can make it. I'm fine. Can you? Although I can't actually go through the door. The door is right here? Mm-hmm. I can't see the door. I'm in, oh, it's right there. I see. Okay. Quickly, touch me! <laughs> reach out to touch you. Reach out and touch me. <laughs> I was thinking the <laughs> <laughs> Actually, oh jeez. Actually, I don't know if I want to do that now. Oh my god, Val Robin, please! <laughs> you, know what, you know what he can do? He can step over uh, Frey, although I'm, I'm going to accidentally move Frey. Shoot. Alright, invisible door is confusing me. Um... <laughs> Is he to step over Frey to caress? That's true, Frey. Yeah, that I don't know how Frey responds to that, but yeah, it's just don't he... look up. <laughs> you, might, you might see something growing. A long, <laughs> slender green arm just <laughs> reaching up your body. Her axe and just goes hoom. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's a warning poke. I know. Right. Robin's genitalia are down there. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> That's my turn. All right. The contraption whirls and gears shift and is going to step up here. We'll attempt to swipe at Thimbleweed with its axe hand. Perhaps successfully. Perhaps. Seven slashing. Oh, you just got all that freaking temporary hit points. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
the or she is. She's got a good massage. She's ready to go. That's right. Oiled up. Um, then it's going to point its arm cannon in your direction and fire. Just in the face. <laughs> just a hole right in the head. Um, and fires a volley of just shrapnel, just sharpened metal bits and pieces of things just come flying out of this in a 15-foot cone. Thank you for stepping up, Mr. Vol Robin. Oh, no! <laughs> and I need uh, Thimbleweed Frey and Vol Robin to give me a dexterity saving throw, please. Successes all around. You guys take half that piercing damage, so only five. Right. Goodbye, temporary hit points. Yeah, That's right. <laughs> as the shrapnel comes flying out of this contraption. And then it's Edmund's turn. He's furiously jotting about metal shrapnel bouncing off of bulging biceps. <laughs> so cinematic. That's a rock album ballad power ballad did you say that the water was frozen over yes mm. um it's really crowded in that little room it's getting there yeah and you just saw a bunch of shrapnel come flying out of there <laughs> True. Um, 5 10 15 uh, can I push Valravin out of the way? Uh, you can pull him into your space as you take that space over for the same movement we've... Valravin will happily go there. Establish that's a thing, yeah. Okay. There's a uh, robot shooting shrapnel in the room, my boy. <laughs> mm -hmm. <laughs> yes. I'm going to Thorn Whip the, uh, robot. Okay. Always try to. Yes, you may try. 16. 16 is not going to hit. This thing is literally armor. <laughs> it's nothing but armor. Oh, well, and it's going to take cover. Yeah. It harmlessly bounces off its exterior. Frey, we've finally gotten around to you. Hold as bad um, as I did on this shift. Yeah. I mean, I never really roll that well most of the time. Alright. Come down here and try to hit the axe. How about a 21? Will that hit an axe? Absolutely. Six damage. Yeah. Wait, that's a one. I do I get to reroll that? Hmm. An attack roll ability check your saving throw. Damn it! On damage, no. You didn't have to say damage. One on a 1d10. Oof. Yeah, that was bad. That's it. Alright, uh, that axe is... You won't let us be level 5 yet. Taking some damage. <laughs> you feel it looming soon on the horizon. Uh, that axe will respond by trying to attack you. Make sure I don't have Whisper on... Uh, with itself. Yeah, that'll do it. 18. It'll show you how to axe properly for 7 slashing damage. As we go to the next round with Thimbleweed. 
Alright, I'll pull out my gun. You got a gun? I got a gun. Guns, guns, guns. And stab him with my short sword. My short sword gun. <laughs> Hold up. That's why going... the short sword's not a gun. <laughs> That's a bad roll. <laughs> yeah. Oh, God, You're... my eye. Why did I put my eye up to it? You need inspiration for that, right? Uh, yes, you can. Uh, yes. any. I think you use inspiration right. for any d20 roll. Yeah. All right. Try this again. One more time. Hey, you, you rolled better. You did roll a five instead of a three. <laughs> but uh, as we established, this dude is just literally armor. Curses! Stymied for high armor enemies. Celeste. <laughs> high armor enemy. Greater than a 12. That's right. <laughs> so much armor. <laughs> Bonus action spells. Yeah. Rangers have kind of the worst spell list. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay, I'm gonna. She wants to class into Warlock. It's great. <laughs> gonna try to bash this guy, not the axe, the other guy. 19 will hit the contraption. Nice. Yeah. And then my bonus unarmed attack is a 14. 14, not so much. So your mop manages to find purchase, but your leg or flying elbow just rings off its armor. Obviously, it gives a no reaction whatsoever. <laughs> yes, Dan. Surprisingly, armor has surprisingly high armor class. <laughs> uh, Paul Robin. Um, Paul Robin is against inanimate objects reduced to healing and basic attacking. I know even your basic, um, even your your technically your basic attack is yeah, like useless because that's your yeah. yeah. So uh, Robin will uh, step in and continue writing about the fight, um, and writing about Frey's wounds knitting together. Hmm. And she is going to take heal seven hit points. I'll take it. After Yay. this. Valravin will pull out his light crossbow. Not knowing what else to do with his attack. Close your eyes and fire to the room. Yeah, right. <laughs> uh, uh, let's fire at the axe. Squirrels. I'm not going to hit an axe. Yeah, you guys are actually rolling some pretty bad attack rolls. I mean, these guys do have, I guess, an average AC, <laughs> but I'm just saying, kind of a stink fest up in here. I'm judging you all. A lot of judgment coming <laughs> over there. And hey, we didn't notice, so thanks for putting it out. <laughs> That's right. Hey, get some new players. Take 2d4 shame damage. Right. 
Uh, Alright, a contraption will continue to try to attack Thimbleweed with its axe. Oh no, my hubris! Not <laughs> <laughs> too much about those stinky days! Oh no! It was all the oil! I am reaping what I've sown. Um, however, get out its cannon gun again. And looks like this time it's only able to hit its other arm. Uh, Frey and Thimbleweed with its shrapnel thrower. Have it, uh, have it step up here and like aim kind of a triangle down, but, uh, well, let's see. Yeah, Edmund's kind of behind cover. Alright, so it'll just be Thimbleweed and Frey. Deck saves, please. Oh, I rolled so bad damage. Good god. It's like two, we need a new DM. Two ones. You made what did I do to deserve this? You mocked your players and <laughs> Let me enjoy this damn it. I used to get my ass kicked. Um, Is that a three or a four? Uh, you guys take three damage, I believe. You're seeing damage. And then we go to Edmund. Gonna attempt to born with the robot contraption again. 20 will do it this time. Alright. We'll pull him 10 feet closer towards me. Uh, four. Okay. Um, this is gonna be weird because you're pulling him through Thimbleweed. Thimbleweed is small. So I am going to give you an acrobatics check, Thimbleweed, to avoid this thing hurtling towards you. Alrighty. Alright, pretty you do a cool like matrix move as you dodge out of the way of this thing. It just slips across the oil. Yeah. <laughs> it I don't move at all. Yep. Basically the other side. And as a bonus action, I'm gonna make uh part of the ground he's standing on. Try to uh, push him out the doorway. Okay. Do your one two combo. Uh-huh. So strength saving throw of uh thirteen, I believe. Okay. Oh no, my hubris continues to <laughs> bring me low. Uh yeah, he fails. And he is shoved as the inner cabin seems to buckle uh, under it and shove it out the door. It's officially outside of the cabin and now on the edge of the boat. Um, probably not the best place. How far down is the ice? Um, we'll make it easy and just say it's a 10 feet. From the top of the boat to the where the water is, or where the ice is, where what used to be water. Oh shoot! I probably should have moved away before I did all of that. I don't know if you allow that or not. I think uh, if you had moved away, you would have been able to see him. Allow me to right? move away before I moved him. I think you have to be able to. Do you have to build a see him? Yeah, it says you can see within thirty feet of you, though. I see. Uh... Yeah, folks, I don't know why the poll's still up. It will literally not let me uh, complete it. It's grayed out, even though it is complete and the time has ended, so apologies for that. You can try to vote, but it's not going to let you vote. <laughs> the poll has ended, but 
I unfortunately cannot. That's nah, probably not that. Uh, Frey. Hey. Guess I'll still go on the axe because it's right here. Indeed, and it goes next. Ooh, 26 will nice. hit for sure. Or you rolled a two on the damage. Oh my goodness. I know. It's slowly getting better. The axe will survive after all, though it looks in really bad shape. You really doled it up? Uh, I don't know if she wounds use... on a goddamn axe. <laughs> can bardic inspiration be used on damage dice? Depends on what kind of bard he is. Uh, I, well, actually, I think that's, well, that's, actually something is. They, I, that's, that's something they added in, uh, what is it, Tasha's? Um, where is it? Maybe maybe they didn't. I thought, I thought they added something where you could just add it to your damage. I thought specifically nah. those were certain kind of bard subclasses that changed how you could use bardic inspiration. I think it was like the okay, like one of like the valor bard could do damage, and somebody else could do yeah, like something like initiative or like something. You know, different ways you could do it. Okay, never mind then. Well, no, yep. If he was a better kind of bard, you could you could have. That was the good bard. Good bard. Uh, yeah, that axe looks almost dead, but it's not, so it will attempt to attack you successfully back in business for five slashing damage. Okay. And then we go back up to Thimbleweed. Foul axe. Time to meet my axe. Stab it with my short sword. <laughs> You don't have an axe at all. You Sounds do have a short sword that deals some serious damage. Thimbleweed gets right. kill for the second I'm axe as well. Yeah, you you do hate axes. All right, that was a good turn. <laughs> Indeed, Celeste. Oh wait, where is the thing? I just see the axis in here now. It was right next it to you. It is literally right next to you. Oh, sorry, I went back in the room. I you didn't. just like walked past oh. it and we're like, where is it? <laughs> where are the enemies at? <laughs> it's behind you. Uh, Edmund pulled it outside of the cabin. Wait, so it's, see, it's really dark. Anyone with the dark vision, I can see. Hey, if you guys uh, want to light a torch, you can do that. Well, no, no, I think, I think there might actually be something wrong with hers. I'm just my dark vision is, I can see everything. Yeah, I, I can too. All I see is I see Edmund and I see Valravin next to me. I don't dark see vision might not actually any, be on. But I can I can kind of see the boat, but I don't see any like enemies behind me. Like is something wrong cuz the enemy's literally between you and me. You don't see You look like, it looks like you're right next to me. Maybe oh, your roll twenty actually... is not updating okay, or something. Yeah, I'm right. Okay, because I'm right. You might need to roll, roll. You might need to refresh roll twenty because that's. I'm not going maybe crazy. The, maybe that's the tokens so weird, aren't updating. Because I can move my token. I'm, right? I'm you guys see my it. token? Moving? Yeah, I can see that. Yeah. This is really strange. So where am I? Right, where am I right now? You're in the doorway. You're on top of the enemy. So weird because it looks like I'm on top of Edmund. Okay, yeah, something's, that's my, yeah, something's not refreshing right like on your end. A couple turns behind. Yeah. yeah. That's bizarre. All right, now you're confused. Okay. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Great. Like it's literally right there. <laughs> All 
Um, okay. So then I will, if no, if no one else is right in front of me. Just the bad guy. The bad guy's right okay. in front of you. Excellent. <laughs> Which is very strange because to me, oh, I think I'm <laughs> yeah, Edmund. we're telling her that, but she's yeah, she's actually just beating the shit out of Edmund. Psychic energy. Does psychic energy? Do we think that is going to affect a, an automaton or whatever? <laughs> I, it is? I sincerely doubt it. Okay. All right. Well, she's trying to do something a little more interesting, but I don't. Yeah, I'm. I'm in the same. I don't box. have anything <laughs> interesting. Great. Well, that's. That's excellent. And a critical fail. <laughs> yeah. All right, I'll just stay here though and take, <laughs> take some damage for the team instead of running away. That's all. That's very strange. I've never heard of Tony. I've never seen it happen. Uh, all right. Yeah, it doesn't happen very often. I feel like it it usually happens to everybody. Yeah. Yeah. We're like something's slowing the game down. Yeah. It's not updating. All right, um, the Robin can't technically see Frey or Thimbleweed right now, so I don't know what they're doing health-wise. Um, I would like to help Edmund in his move, the Schroding, Golem. Schrodinger's Frey. She's both That's alive right. and dead in the cabin. That's right. Always alive and always dead. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, so instead... Um, he is going to, oh, do they have to understand me? Hold on. <laughs> I think, I feel like we've been through this a couple of times. Uh, yeah. For this one, let's see. No, they don't, this one does, they do not have to see me. Okay. Um, so I'm going to be writing in my story about the, uh, the deck under the golem, like buckling and shifting him about and. That putting him off his off his uh, balance or whatever balance uh, Atomaton has, mm -hmm. and how he was like primed for to fail at his next next task, and then I'm just gonna shoot him with a cross. <laughs> so anyway, oh, so. right between the eyes. <laughs> yeah, so anyway, I turn to blast him. Look at that. The crossbow bolt. You know what? I think. Everybody, that is Valravin's first critical hit of the campaign. Yes, really? I'm keeping track of these. <laughs> first critical hit I of the campaign uh, session. No, you do not attack very often with a crossbow, so that's a big reason why. Uh, yes, that does a boatload of damage, and it has to follow our rules. Oh, yeah. It was a con save, which you could trigger your unset. Is it? This is the this. It's his next roll. This is the next roll. This is the next roll. Yeah, it's a con save. Uh, he fails anyway. Okay, well. <laughs> but still, but does that make it go off still? It does still go off. Okay. It doesn't matter. It's just disadvantage on the next saving throw he makes. Yeah. Okay, so. That would so that would affect him here. Any. Uh, you can roll it again just to make me feel better, but. It's not. I thought it's a roll. Um, oh, you're right. Subtract. It's, a, it's a minus. Yeah. So it's a nine. All right. If it makes you feel better. Okay. Uh, go ahead and roll that massive damage table, and that will affect him. Uh, it's the bottom. If you can, okay. if you have access to that. Yeah. Oh, look at that! That's a good one. 
That's a good one. He's stunned and deleted. So basically, just and he was gonna go next and light your ass up. Yeah. Oh, my roll twenty is now slowing down. Interesting. Like I just now got the massive damage thing on it. Mm, oh. Okay. Starting to Celeste has infected the rest of us. Yeah. <laughs> we gotta wrap this up. All right. So, uh, well, he didn't get to go, so he's stunned due to that massive damage. We go to Edmund. Yeah, All well, right. technically he's no longer stunned now, so the condition's already ended because... Right, this is his next turn. He was yeah, stunned for that so. turn, so now he's no longer stunned, but he missed his turn. Yep. And... Alright. I'm going to step on the edge of the boat and jump off it towards the dock. I can only go five feet. So will you allow me to make it to the dock? Uh, yes. Like on the edge of the boat. Yes. You are going to take an attack, attack opportunity from him, though. I know. Okay. But that's fine. Go ahead. Roll your attack. Roll your attack. Here. Slick slashing as it flips around. It's like a warning. In the air, my thorn whip comes out towards him. And nails him again. Nice. Only one damage, but I don't think that's the important part here. Pull him towards me by five feet. Okay. Nice. You pull him five feet, yep, and you get to fucking do the, the George thing and just drop his ass uh, into the ice. Um, which... Land on the dock. Yeah, that was, that was cool. Um, in fact, Edmund, you can have a point of inspiration for that little bit of cinematic glory. Um, so he uh -huh. it drops down he takes he was already very heavily wounded um, due to Robin's crit mostly he drops down to the ice takes damage from the falling but then he cracks into the ice and you can see him just kind of flailing down there but also like slowly like one leg gets caught and starts sinking and you all can just kind of take cover eventually he like shoots a blast up of shrapnel but just kind of goes into the air and then you can see him eventually gets sucked down into the water he didn't have anything important on him. <laughs> Hope yeah, not. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> there was a that... quest item on that golem. That's oh, right. No. I want that shrapnel cannon. I thought the ice was thicker than that, but I guess not. He was pretty uh, heavy contraption there, so it was breaking through. Let that be a lesson to the rest of you. Do not go. It, that's that's an important thing you should know. Do not ever uh, walk on ice, oh, frozen water. Uh, I believe that is a good time to end this session. Um, I kept the poll up specifically because I didn't want it to go away, and it is a tie between Valravin and Thimbleweed. So our MVPC table. So both of you can roll on that table, and again, I apologize. For some reason, it will not let me complete it. Poll were still available. I would have won with that cool move. Oh, wait, there. Okay. <laughs> right. I had to close it first and then complete it. I wonder if they changed that. I demand a recount. Automatically close. <laughs> I've, done, I've done great things since the poll was up. <laughs> you know, that's a really tricky thing on my end is I, I I don't ever want to get, which I've done that a couple times, where it's like, oh, God, it's ending. I got to do the poll. So it's like I got to I gotta find that perfect time where it's like, all right, I got to have it, give it enough time to we're not waiting on it. But, you know, yeah, and then yeah. cool things happen. Like, oh, dang it. So. That's always a, a interesting balance for me. 
Uh, some both get next time, guys. Oceans of healing. <laughs> yeah. That's right. For my greatness. All right, that is all the time we have for this week's session of Rhyme of the Frostbane. Thank you to Chris, Heather, Rochelle, Raymond, and Reese for playing. Thank you to all of our wonderful fans for watching, and thank you to the patrons. Shout out to Platinum patrons Joe, Will, Tiny Dancer, Christopher, Thomas, Captain Mike, Adam, Stan, Nathan, Alex, Cam, William, and Jonathan. And gold patrons RPG Papercrafts, Pretty Boy, and Yuma, Marcus, Dead Lizard, Lounge, Sam, Arash, Lumpy Spuds, Jerome, Sklenia, Nick, Farty Mc, Butterpants, Blood, Angel, Bronus, Baboon, Baboon, Nathan, Fast Like a Tortoise, and James. We are live streaming our D&D adventures every week. And we will see you next time. See ya. It's not a place. That's the little golem construction. That's right. <laughs> it gives the Terminator two thumb. Well, no, it doesn't have a hand. Shit. <laughs> it uses its axe. Yeah. It breaks off the bottom part of the axe. <laughs> yeah. <laughs>